What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey. Hey. What'd you think? About what? Did, did you get my text? Oh. Wait a minute. Okay, hi. Now we're recording. Okay, Okay. Done. Hi, I'm Patton Oswalt. Hi, I'm Meredith Salinger. <laughs> were you not sure about that last name? No, I was, but it just Pause felt for like... A second. Well, yours felt... Your introduction of your own self felt very, like, <sighs> calm. And I thought, like, people might want to hear some happiness and brightness, which leads me to my next... I thought calm was happy and bright. Calm is happy and bright sometimes. It also can be depressing. Welcome to Did You Get My Text, our second episode. This is our second episode of Did You Get My Text? And the reason we call it Did You Get My Text is because we do not spend very much time together during the day, but we do text each other a lot. Oh, boy. And then we will put a heart or a thumbs up or like, a, oh, boy. <laughs> but we never actually get a chance to discuss. That's true. What we sent. Right. So. But do, I just, you, do you want to lead off or? No, no, no. If you have something, let's hear it. What did well, you I texted you. Are you going to um, ask me if I got some text of yours? Hey, Meredith. <laughs> yeah. Did you get my text? Which one? The one about, this is, of course, my home state, which I like to call Florida Light. I, of course, grew up, was born and grew up in Virginia. And right now, um, there is a uh, uh, big brouhaha going on about legalizing marijuana. There's a brouhaha? Uh, which, uh, for, by the way, first off, it's 2021. I just assumed marijuana was legal everywhere at this point. Isn't I didn't it? even know it was a thing. I, I, I thought so. But uh, apparently there is a delegate there, John McGuire, speaking out against the legalization of marijuana. Uh, so I guess it's I, I guess it's not legal in Virginia yet. And a senator, Amanda Chase, who uh, is our one of our state senators uh, or is our state senator from where and from Virginia uh-huh. and uh, wants to and plans to be governor someday. Uh-huh. Sure. Delegate McGuire is right. She tweeted this. Delegate McGuire is right. We have a drug problem in Virginia and legalizing marijuana will only lead to more drugs, marijuana overdoses and deaths. Democrats want more marijuana deaths. As your governor, I would never allow marijuana to be legalized. I do not believe that in the history of marijuana use that anyone has died from an overdose I, of marijuana. I, if, if I'm if I'm not uh, mistaken, it is impossible to overdose on marijuana. And um, I will try. <laughs> well, you try every day. Um, <laughs> that is not true. Well, every other day. This is a podcast, a family podcast. Oh, OK, I'm sorry. Um, you, would, you would assume. One would just because of my layback <laughs> attitude, man. Which is clearly not really true because so I'm pretty uppity the at two, home. The, the two things that, that uh, blew me away about that tweet was, it, for the first thing we were talking about earlier, I just assumed marijuana was legal everywhere and no one cared about it anymore. It was yeah. just a thing and no one cares. But two, I thought we were so past the, 
overdosing on marijuana. Wasn't like, that like, like the 1950s, like marijuana will lead you to heroin? Well, yeah, it was It was like in the 30s with uh, Reefer Madness where that. oh, you start smoking marijuana and you get into jazz music and then you'll jump out of a window. Whereas, <laughs> you know, and they would literally depict marijuana use as like PCP. I do have to ask you a question though. Yeah. Um, so yes, marijuana is legal in some states. Most right. states, I think, I have no idea. Yeah. But it is legal in California and yeah. we do live in California. And yeah. you know um, our friend, Doug Benson, who's a comedian. Yes. Yeah, and he has a podcast where you, uh, Getting Doug with High, where you, get, with where high. you yes. get high with Doug. Right. And um, he asked me to be on his podcast and I did it. And yeah. uh, at one point he said, are you okay with having your daughter hear this? Like hear that and- Here's the thing. There's a stigma still. Yes, alcohol, everyone, oh, I'll have a glass of wine after dinner. Right. Right? But if you're not a big drinker, yeah, and you just want, like, a puff of that after dinner, and you're not overdosing and about to die from it. <laughs> All those marijuana overdoses. But for some reason, I guess it's because... You know, you want to teach your kids not to smoke because it's terrible for you. Smoking is bad for you. It's bad for your lungs. Yes. And so you tell your kids don't smoke. But then if your kids saw you smoking something, it would be like flying in the face of everything you've taught them. And so you still kind of have to hide it. Except that when I grew up in the 70s, everybody smoked around me and I never had a desire to smoke. But not your parents. My parents constantly smoked around me. They I would, did. My mom mean, would, cigarettes? Cig no, not, yeah, not right, marijuana, but, but cigarettes. But what I'm saying is, they were smoking cigarettes and smoking cigarettes was made to look very cool. Right. Back and then. And I never was like, yeah, I, I need to smoke a cigarette. No, it's not about whether she will or won't. It's mm -hmm. about mom. You've been saying cigarettes oh, so oh, bad. Right, what right. are you doing? What is that? I, yeah, I don't, so I don't I just know. Wonder. It just. And wouldn't you, be, I mean, first of all, I would be very upset if you did that and Alice saw you doing that. Right. I would be very upset. Yeah. But you guys have seen me drunk. But that's. I've gotten buzzed and yes, drunk. Yes, you've had, you love scotch, so you yes. usually have like a little tiny occasionally. Mm -hmm. And if you're talking to your friends online and have a Zoom and you yeah, all then are we'll all have playing Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and being weird nerds like you little, whatever. Um, we're so different, Patton. Well, yeah. <laughs> we you know so what we different. are? Oh my God, I just realized you you are like Willem Dafoe and I'm like... Um, uh, who's the guy, the other guy in um, Platoon, the two sergeants, the one that was the boozer and the one that was smoking weed. You're, um, you're the, you're the weed Fishburne? camp. No, not Lauren. No. Was he in it? No, he was. Wait a so minute. Wait, a baby Lawrence Fishburne, wasn't it? No, that you're thinking of Apocalypse Now. Oh, I'm thinking of Apocalypse. Tom Berenger. Tom, Tom Berenger was the, his group was all that we're, we're drinking booze and Defoe's group was all we're, uh, we're smoking weed. Who else was in Defoe's group? Because... Uh, all the, I mean, I think a very young, all the cool people, I think a very young Johnny Depp was in his group. See the cool people. Yes, exactly. Um, cool but, but what I'm, drugs, oh, but, 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 um, what was I get? I, I just went off. I'm sorry. I totally interrupted you and oh, ruined your train of thought. I'm so stoned right now. Oh, ha -ha, um, he is so not. Um, I just remember when, when, um, marijuana, when I was getting into high school and a lot of my friends were, were using weed and I was, I was talking to my, my dad was always very upfront about you know, I just, he goes, I don't want you smoking drugs. I don't want you smoking marijuana because right now there's so much hysteria about it. It'll just, it'll, the, the, it'll mess up your record and it might mess up your future. But like there's such an irony about it. And actually there's a song that I love so much. It's mm -hmm. by a band called The Streets. They're an English band. Mm -hmm. And it's, the song is called The Irony of It All. Mm -hmm. And it's this one, the singer, the lead singer, the video is amazing, by the way, you should all look at that. Mm -hmm. But um, 
the lead singer, the song is called The Irony of It All. And mm-hmm. it's about this guy who's drunk and he's just causing havoc and throwing things and right. being a, and then, then you see him cut to at home, just smoking pot, being nice to everybody, not even caught. Oh yeah. And it's just so crazy to me that it ever got a bad rap. Why do you think it was like, you know how the government is like, don't oh. do drugs. And then they sell you oxycodone. Well, there were so many crazy conspiracies about why marijuana is illegal. There's the whole, it was the paper manufacturers that didn't want it being used for hemp. So they, they again, there's a million conspiracies for it. Um, I just, again, I just remember very, very clearly talking to my dad when I was a teenager and he's he, him saying, I know that you're going to show me all the, in, in my 10th grade sociology textbook, this is a 10th grade textbook. They had a list of the addictive substances based on the severity of the addiction. What and was the, number one? Number one was nicotine. What was number two? Number two was PCP or heroin. You know what should be number one? What? Sugar. Okay. Well, at the bottom of the- Because I'm addicted to sugar. At the very bottom of the list was marijuana, and above that was caffeine. This was in a 10th grade sociology textbook in the 80s. Like right there, they're telling you- And and from what I understand, marijuana has a negative um, uh, tolerance, where the, the, the longer you smoke it, the less you need to get high. So you actually- you can get a psychological addiction to it, but you actually can't get a physical addiction to it. Anyway. You don't what, get addicted to it. Yeah, period. exactly. Yeah. So what I'm saying is I remember talking to my dad about this and and he said, I'm only, I only don't want you smoking weed because of all the hassle it'll give you. And I just want you to be able to go to college and start your life. And then you can smoke, do whatever you want. Maybe he thought you'd be super lazy and just not. Maybe. But then I said, um, when you were in Viet, you were in Vietnam for three years, did you smoke weed over there? And then he paused and just went, it's illegal in the States. <laughs> And I don't want you get, having that hassle. I cannot imagine Larry, your dad, smoking pot. I Well, you know what? I can imagine anyone wanting any kind of escape in a meat grinder situation like a war. A, a war is so, takes you out of yourself. Right, where, which is the perfect time to legalize marijuana here because it feels like it we've been going through like, a war a yeah, little bit. Exactly. It feels like there are warring factions, and there are. Which leads us back to that horrible woman who said that stupid thing. It wants to be governor of Virginia. Well, yeah, I'm just saying I'm almost impressed with her for did not know. I did not know that uh, legalizing marijuana was still an argument that was that was happening right now. That was that was like, oh, that's it's like, oh, where I come from, they're still burning witches. That's what it feels like to me. And also to hear somebody bring up the term marijuana overdoses is it feels like such a nostalgic like, oh, it. I feel like throwing a great Gatsby party right now. Like it feels like the thirties again, where people think that you could overdose on marijuana or if, you know. Yeah. There was a text that I did get of yours that I didn't even get a chance to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about what you sent me a picture of a zoom that you were on. You were doing a zoom for the Ted Lasso Paley what? The Paley Fest. I hosted a thing uh, talking about Ted Lasso. I've, I've talked to, I've, I've hosted a bunch of things for the Paley Fest for shows that I really get into for Marvelous Miss Maisel and Parks oh, yeah, and I've, Rec and Key and Peele. And, and I've done, now I did one for Ted Lasso. Well, I just love those people. Oh my God. That I whole, mean, every single person on that show, first of all, Ted Lasso, most surprising best show ever. It, it was it was amazing talking to them on Paley Fest. I, I said, you know, I remember watching the trailer for that show and thinking, well, all right, I get it. It'll like 
it, it didn't, the trailer made me go, yeah, I've like, already seen the joke and, and I'm not, and then suddenly I start getting texts and emails from people going, have to watch this, this is going to sound so weird. Ted Lasso, I know that you've seen the trailers right. for it. Everybody, and you're like, what? Everyone is like, I know it looks like just a sports show, like yes. just a guy, but, and I was, and you might not like sports shows. You have to watch it. And then yeah. I did. And then, oh my God, it's heartbreaking and amazing and beautiful. Amazing. And every single cast member is so brilliant. Every, every single and one. Everyone has a so story and no one, and, and, they, and they seem to have a lot of fun in the early episodes, especially with um, Nate the Great, Nick Muhammad, and um, uh, Jeremy, um, I'm forgetting his last name, but he plays her assistant, where those are such bog standard characters that you see in shows like this where you're like, mm -hmm. well, they're just going to hit this same beat. And they end up having character arcs. Oh my God, I love like, that. I can't believe they made sure everyone is the, the, has a character arc. The assistant guy, is his name <clears> Nate? <throat> No, Nate is the is the guy that cleans up in the locker room, and then they make him assistant. Coach. I love him. I love him yeah. so much. Oh but my god, I Hannah him. Waddingham. Who plays oh my Rebecca, god, she's the greatest. Her thing. assistant. Yes, yes, guy, yeah. I know. I remember Jeremy Swift, the actor Jeremy Swift. Uh -huh. They give him an entire story, and it doesn't detract from the show. It doesn't take focus. And the the moment in the Paley Fest thing that really hit me, talking to um um uh Hannah Waddingham, Hannah Waddingham, and uh. Uh, Juno, um, what is, why, why am I blanking on her last name? Anyway, the cute, cute, She cute plays, she plays, girl. um, uh, Keely. Yeah. Uh, it'll come to me in a second, but they both were really leapt uh, on the idea. It was so unique for them as actresses. Juno Temple. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it was the first time that they were in a, and they're both very gorgeous women. Yes. But usually in, um, movie and TV, uh, women, especially gorgeous women or just women in general are always pitted against each other for a finite bunch of resources in whatever it is for success or love or whatever. And the fact that they are supporting each other, absolutely supporting each other. Yeah. And it's so natural. And then they even let um, Juno said there's the episode where they go out of town and Rebecca, Hannah Waddingham's childhood friend shows up and you think, okay, there's going to be, and then, nope, they all just start, hang, now three well, of them hang out. And it's, it's so good. It is so good, but it's also so real. So many, every, mm -hmm. I, I don't know where this trope came with women battling each other. I really have never in my life had that experience. I went to an all-girls school, mm -hmm. and I'm still best friends with my friends from my all-girls right, school. Right. And my actress friends, oh, even, um, I'm still best friends with my, everybody's supportive of each other. Yeah. And even in this business, like you would think maybe two actresses might not, they would like They'd maybe not say, oh, there's, a, if you're auditioning for something, they might like hide the fact that they're auditioning for something because if you go up on it too, you'll be competing and blah, 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 blah. Right, right. But the truth is all of my friends, if I read a script or if they do, and they're like, oh, this is so Meredith. Or, oh, this is so ever, or, oh, this is so Martha, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And they call up and go, you need to call your agent right now. This is so you. I'm auditioning wow. for it, but it's actually not me. So you should call your agent right now. Like very supportive. So I don't Well, understand. you're lucky. You do have a great circle of friends. There are, unfortunately, both male and female circles of friends that are not that way. And it depends on how you're raised. And, 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 and it only, maybe it also, maybe it feels like some of these things were written by either men or women that were came from a toxic background and that's how they saw it working. But right. it's so amazing to see it not only um, 
it feels refreshing, but it also feels like, oh no, it actually has been this way. They just don't depict it this way. Right. It's always been this way. Um, you also <laughs> sent a text to me that is something I'd already seen before that mm-hmm. I was actually going to text to you. And I thought I did text you, but no. um, it's the geode that looks like <laughs> Cookie Monster. There is a geode. Does everyone know what a geode is? It's like a big rock. And if you yeah. chop it in half, there's like gems on the inside. Right. So beautiful. I am someone who loves crystals. And I'm not, I'm oh, not. Oh boy. No, no, no. I'm not like hoopy doopy about mm, it. You've got a toe in that pool. No, nah, but yeah. We went to, uh, we went to San Francisco and we had <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> I know at, we went to the Lower Haight, had breakfast at Kate's Kitchen, which I cannot wait till that place reopens when this, on the other side of this goddamn quarantine, we are going there. And we walked up. Hate Street to the upper Hate Street where it ends in um, at Stanion. And we near went the into Park. all the little shops. And man, she went Meredith in the crystal shops was <laughs> like this out of she's like she's like this out of town art buyer. There's like um that's that's not pure anthracite. I'm sorry, but I've actually like these and these like little hippie chicks were like, look, man, they just they just like deliver this here, man. I that they just told me to put it. it was so amazing how you're like bargaining them down like too many mica chips in this. I can't pay for micro like, chips. You're such a nerd that you're talking. You no, about mica. No, no, mica. M I C A. Little think flakes and stuff. They're called mica chips. Mica flakes. Okay, but I don't think that's all. What I'm saying is, you had these people like. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, ma'am. I didn't. know. It was just I did not. It was great. But what I did do. <laughs> here's the thing. What I love pretty things, and I love things that feel good. Like ever since I've been a little girl, if I went shopping with my mom for school, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, this sweater is perfect," I'm like, "It's itchy, it's itchy." Mm-hmm. Or she's like, "Put this on." I'm like, "I can't move my arms." So my whole life, and now we're it's married. Comfort. I like comfort. You're a, you, you even say yourself, you're like a comfy bean bag. I know. <laughs> and so you, that's you, why you I fell like in love your, with you. Uh, exactly. And you like your, uh, your hair, she's wearing harem pants right now. I'm wearing harem pants right now. Yeah. Um, but, and it's funny too, because everybody's like, oh, what's your favorite designer? What do you like to wear? And people name all these really super fashionable places. Right. And I'm like, I love Old Navy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even joking. It's my favorite. <clears throat> I love it so much. Yeah. I know we've been to a couple of premieres where you have brought uh, extra shoes to wear for the after party. Like I can only do this long. Oh yeah. I can do the red heels. carpet and heels. And yeah. then the minute they've taken your picture. Yeah. Birkenstocks. Yeah, exactly. Birkenstocks. <laughs> and then also like, okay, we're going to do a half hour. Like, it's almost like you can time, like I can do another half hour in this dress and then we got to get home. But here's the we deal. We got to get out of here. Once I'm comfortable, I can stay all night. Right. I want to stay all night. I like being out. Well, especially but, now, I feel like, Jesus, yeah. wouldn't it be nice to just- But be- you're also torn because you have put on, I remember you've put on some dresses where you're like, I look so amazing and I am in so much pain right now. Right. Please let me get my picture taken in this. <laughs> and then <laughs> let me go home and put on sweatpants right. and watch Rachel Maddow. Yeah, it's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of, so anyway- well, anyway, that, the geode. The geode, you break it open, it's blue. It looks like it's smiling and it has two little circular white, I swear- to you, it is it is it is a cookie monster geo. Looks like cookie monster. And normally that rock or that crystal or whatever you call that yeah. would go for, I don't know, three hundred dollars. Right. Or maybe I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what it is, but it it's approximately around that yeah. thing. But because it looks like cookie monster, I think it's gonna be like a fifty thousand dollar thing. And here's the problem with that. Uh oh. You know, my favorite thing of all time is the Muppets. Exactly. Like there's nothing better than the Muppets. If you are circling around to me buying you that, no, that's no, no. not happening. Well, well <laughs> come on, you love me. No, no, no. I was just saying, you know, that that's the greatest thing for someone like me who loves yeah. Muppets. 
is a $50,000 crystal geode, of course. <laughs> that looks like Cookie Monster. It looks like Cookie Monster. But that, you know what? It isn't because Grover's my favorite. That is. That's true. I Grover is your favorite. Yeah. I also love Gonzo and Kermit. What, and I know that people have talked about this before. What kind of monster is Gonzo? What is he? Is he an alien? Is he? Well, have you seen Muppets from Space? Because he looks up at the sky oh. and, and he's like, I'm going to go back there someday because oh. like he's from space maybe oh i didn't see muppets from, so he oh he, but maybe or maybe not maybe we not. don't know nobody maybe really he's knows. delusional maybe he uh maybe he took too many um too many trips with mick jagger back in 68 are you looking at another text that well, you I'm sent trying to find a text between us that we well, didn't talk about well then let me read something to you okay because I need, I need to, to put my glasses on and the last time i put my glasses on people we are currently wearing headphones for the podcast, yeah. as one does. I need to. And I uh, didn't realize I was wearing headphones, and I put my glasses on and didn't realize my ears weren't my ears and broke my glasses because I put them over the headphones and broke it. So last week, I mentioned something about how in the olden days, people would sleep for a few hours and then wake up. Wait a second. Hang out for a little yes, bit. Yes, in our last, we did talk about that. And you were like, I don't know about that. No, no, no. You, call, you said, in the old days, it's called first watch. So there are two separate things. Mm -hmm. You were right about the fact that sleeping patterns mm -hmm. were different, that you would sleep for a little bit, you'd wake for a little bit. You were right about that. Right. But it wasn't called first watch. First watch is a military thing. Well, it was called first sleep. See, <clears throat> but also watch is different than sleeping. Well, but in some it's areas different. it was called watch because a lot of places no, it wasn't. were. Listen to this. What? Historian A. Roger Eckerch, which I know I'm mispronouncing, has argued that before the Industrial Revolution, interrupted sleep was dominant in Western civilization. Yes, I agree. That's true. But he, it, he draws evidence from more than 500 references to a segmented sleeping pattern in documents from the ancient, medieval, and modern world. Um, uh, and then, according to Eckerch's argument, adults typically slept in two distinct phases, bridged by an intervening period of wakefulness of approximately an hour. This time was used to, ready? Mm -hmm. Pray, reflect, and interpret dreams, <clears throat> which were more vivid at that hour upon waking. Um, it was also a favorite time for scholars and poets to write un 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 uninterrupted. Oh my God. It was a favorite time for scholars and poets to write uninterrupted, whereas still others visited neighbors, engaged in sexual activity. Ooh. Or committed petty crime. I would commit petty crime. And what was the one before that? Sexual activity. Oh, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you actually texted me something. Oh. And this is really funny because we did not talk about this. Oh. And so you're probably, we're probably about to get in a fight. Oh, dear. But I don't know. Let's, let's hear. Okay. So you sent me a text. Mm -hmm. That says, I, uh, you, you, you saw a little picture online of shiny, shiny, pretty things and yeah. attached to it. Somebody oh. wrote, somebody wrote, I used to work in jewelry. Most of the prettiest gemstones are also very affordable. Tanzanite is a beautiful purple and looks nicer than amethyst. Topaz comes in lots of colors, including pretty blue color and can be as nice as aquamarine, which by the way is my birthstone. Hmm. Opals aren't as brightly rainbow hued as they look in pictures. So you sent that to me. Yeah. And you sent me that. Right. Where it says the shitty stones are prettier than the more. Well, okay. Well, uh, so basically, <laughs> what did I send you back? What, what is this that I sent you back? 
Um, oh, it's a it's a gif uh-huh. of uh, Will Smith saying, "What's your point?" It's a Smith gif. Look, it's a Smith gif. You sent me saying that it doesn't have to be expensive to be beautiful, and I agree with you. There are beautiful things, but what's your point, babe? Well, <laughs> what was your point in sending that to me? Why did my, you? Here's my point. Why did you? Why did you send it? Because at all? here's the two things you love. You love pretty things, but you also love bargaining and bargains. That nothing gives you more happiness than when someone goes, oh, that, that dress you have on is so amazing. And you go, go, $25 on Amazon. on Amazon. You're so excited to do I that. Know, so if you fun. had a piece of bling that people went, oh my God, that looks gorgeous. You're like, well, you know what? This is, act- and, and, yeah, and so. Let me just was, say one thing. What? That um, thing where people go, oh my God, I love your, I love your shoes. I love your dress. I love this. And I'm like super excited to say, oh, it's $25 on Amazon. You'll love it. Because I'm being a helpful girlfriend who's being a good friend. Unlike people who are like, oh, I don't know where I got it. My husband gave it to me as a gift. I right, hate people like that, right. by the way. Um, so I'm trying to be friendly and it's also great and you, everybody can afford it and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But jewelry is a separate issue. Like, oh. I don't think. So you don't think it would be helpful to have something, amazing piece of bling, but then tell your friend, you can get this same thing for like next to nothing. Yeah, but look great. of course you can. You can get a diamond ring that's a billion dollars, or you can get a cubic zirconia that's like a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So no, it's not exciting. <laughs> and what was your point in sending it to me? My point was Do you want to give me shitty jewelry. No, I don't. Look, I don't. I don't pick you out jewelry anymore after the couple of attempts that I did <laughs> going to. Um, well, here's the problem: vintage stores, and you're like, oh, sweetie, I don't. What is that? You know, and I'm like, this was worn by Tallulah Bankhead. She's like, I don't care. I I can't. I can't return it. Yeah, that's the problem. If you go to a jewelry store and you buy something. So this is the thing. And I want to hear from the listeners here. Maybe they could. We are going to give them an email. We got to give you an email. We don't have that yet. So they can text us so we can actually read their texts. Yeah. Um, But what was I saying? You were talking about how I like to go to like vintage jewelry stores and get you stuff with a cool story behind it. So this is what I'm curious. It's very thoughtful Uh that you would be like, oh, I love my wife. I'm going to give her a Valentine's day gift mm-hmm. of this ring. Right. And, and so you're so sweet and you're so thoughtful and you buy the ring and then you give it to me. Right. And I hate it. <laughs> and so <laughs> you give it to me, but here's the problem. Uh, you're so wonderful and such a good husband and so thoughtful mm-hmm. that I'm like, Oh, I, you're the best husband. I love you so much, babe. This isn't really my style. And I love you so much. And you're so thoughtful and you're so wonderful, but, is there any way, did you maybe see if you could return it? And then you call the store and they're like, you can't return it, but right. fine, we'll give you a cre- store credit. And right, then, but right. the problem is you go to these small little shops that are very specific and yeah. then you go into the shop and it's all that style of shittiness. <laughs> I didn't know was sh- I'm, I'm Baby, trying to like figure shitty. out your taste. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, so anyway, so, so you go back to- A couple times I did nail it though. That is true. Anyway, I love when you give me- thoughtful jewelry right but the problem is then you get a uh uh what's it called a, a store credit you're right and there's right. nothing in the store that i want and then i'm sort of like mm. but if it's expensive you feel bad you want to just buy something to buy something you want to love it and so anyway so here's my question to the listeners out there mm-hmm. what do you do you think it's appropriate if something big is coming up to be like babe if you're thinking about valentine's day or my birthday you know, there are some things I like. I, I made a little wish list. <laughs> I don't know. That's so presumptuous. To like, guide the gift giving? Because if you get To some, avoid disappointment? To avoid wasting money. Oh. 
because it's a waste of money to buy something expensive mm-hmm. and then not like it and then not be able to return it. And yes, I I'm know. I'm just what, curious if that's rude. I think it might be rude. Well, we'll see. It's presumptuous. I think, but, th- I think we're going to be split 50, 50. Well, here's the I deal. Feel like, I think when you have a relationship like we do, when you're so incredibly honest <laughs> to each other, to the brutally, fault of like hurting each other's feelings, like heart stompingly honest <laughs> that, that I could be like, Oh my God, you and I are so different. We have such different tastes. Do not ever do anything. Let me pick out everything. Yeah, exactly. What were we talking about? How much I love you. Uh, yeah, That's they, what it was. They, oh, you I was did, saying you didn't you marry some. You didn't marry some tall, hot guy. You married a, <laughs> a short weird, troll. Yeah, exactly. But troll. baby, what? you you mar- I'm going to get super old and gross, and I just want oh, you to be aware true. of that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to change a lot. Probably. I don't think you are. But I still want you to love. I me. really don't think you will. But I think you love me. You're going to age like Julie Christie and like all these I European so. actresses. The way they just go. I enjoy a slice of pizza and a goddamn glass of wine. I'm not going to. You know what I mean? Like that. It, it's the. Um, well, I'm going to just <clears throat> age gracefully and yeah. hopefully it won't be a tragedy. But there's nothing there's nothing less sexy than someone who's white knuckling their youth. Yeah, no, I don't see like see the bones and sinew popping out. It's like enjoy being 70. You'll still be a beautiful 70. Yes. Just enjoy it. Yes. You, you know, the problem is Isabella, I, Isabella Rossellini is what is what people should shoot for. She's so gorgeous and is having the best life. Um, But yeah, I am not a person who's ever going to. Well. Uh, well, first of all, I don't want to diss anyone who's gotten facelifts because, boy, would I love to lift those gels. <laughs> but um, for me, actually, I and you know this, I right. had a, um, 10 years ago, I had like a little tiny tumor, not cancerous, but like a little thing. And they had to it was in my right by my ear. And so they had to take it out. And when they did. The doctor was like, you know, your facial muscles exposed and your facial nerves are exposed and you can never have a facelift because you'll go paralyzed. So even if I wanted one, which I do, but I, but I can't, right. I I can't have one. And so I won't have one. And so I will be somebody who has to (laughs) on purpose age gracefully, which is fine. That's totally fine. And I think people should. We should cut this whole part of the podcast out oh. so that later in life, when you haven't gotten a facelift, people can go, what a brave choice she made. And you're like, that's right. You know what? I'm, I'm bucking the system. Well, <laughs> Not if I get one, my face will fall off my skull. <laughs> I might go paralyzed. Yeah. Um, well, here's, you know what? Who's to say? I'm afraid of uh, medical procedures. I don't like IVs or anything like that. So maybe I yeah. wouldn't. Right. I can't anyway, but maybe I wouldn't make yeah, that choice. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. But I never would do that other weird stuff where you end up looking like a crazy cat lady, oh where you inject God. your face with everything, because that is Why horrifying. Do, do that? I know it doesn't make you look prettier; never it makes does. you look crazy. Yeah, it makes you look. Cra- it's it has never once worked out. No, ever. Yeah, it, it, it is. You know what it is? Like that kind of surgery is the equivalent of the people that are that are going. I know that heroin took down Belushi and Hendrix and um, so Philip Seymour Hoffman, but I'll be the one guy. It doesn't. It's like no, you won't be the one guy. Like. It will take you out too. It, you like people are like I'll be the one person that gets the injection and look good. You're like you won't. It, it doesn't work for anybody. Well, the bottom line of this whole story is, I love you so much, and I'm so happy we're married, and I feel oh, so sweetie. comfortable with you. And I never really, my whole life, felt that comfortable ever. And it's because you were always with insanely hot guys. So no, baby, no. <laughs> 
Well, yes, but, no, no, no. But they, but the, but my boyfriends also dated like supermodels. So it's like, right. you know, I'm comparing myself to who they dated. And then, but I just feel very comfortable and happy with myself. Finally, mm-hmm. as a human being in general, just my best self with you. And I think that when you marry someone, you should marry someone that brings out your best self. You see the silent movie double takes I do whenever I see you. It's like, what the, oh my God. So yeah. I know. Sometimes I think you're just being nice though. No, I, I'm not faking these weird. I think you are sometimes. <clears throat> no. I think you are. No. Okay. See, here comes the negativity no, 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 and the I'm self-loathing. Just, it's true. It's just, cause here's the thing. This is, baby, <laughs> you keep sniffing into the microphone. Well, I, Stop it. Uh, but listen to me. What? This is why I know I think it's not true. Okay. Because Alice will do something. Sometimes she'll do something awesome and you're like, oh my God, that's awesome. Wow, you did that? Yeah. And then other times she'll do something where she'll be like, I want you guys to look at, hear me sing this song. And some right. songs she sings great. Yeah. And some songs she's terrible. Right. And uh, you go, like, you're trying to be nice, but it's actually not that good. And it's the same way where you go, Oh, wow. You look amazing in that bathing suit. It's that same kind of like. I'm giving you both. I'm giving, I'm trying to give you guys the enthusiasm for the attempt. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just being enthusiastic for the attempt. I love it. Thank you. Well, uh, that was our second episode of, did you get my text? I've been Pat Oswalt. You still are Pat Oswalt. And I am still Meredith Salinger. And we will both be that way forever. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs> This podcast is a production of Meredith Salinger and Patton Oswalt. In association with Starburns Audio. Executive producers are Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. And if you have questions for us, send them to... Hey, did you get my text? At gmail.com. And don't forget, subscribe to this podcast. It's free and it helps us get to keep making the show. Hold up. 